What is it, Billy? I hear Dad in my head. He's in trouble. Where is he? Where's your dad? Hey, don't sweat it, sis. It's not like your dead husband could die twice. Hey, I'm Derek. And I'm Noah, and you're listening to A Bite Of, where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Yay, WandaVision. Oh my god, we're over the hump, and it's crazy. It just keeps getting more and more bonkers. I can't, I can't. Okay, so before we get into everything and doing a recap, friendly reminder, we got YouTube channel up, we got merch, go to our website, find all the links there. Have some fun. Peruse some of the stuff that we offer other than this podcast. Yeah, there are plenty of ways to like virtually hang out with us, basically. Exactly. See us, talk to us, Discord. Ugh, it's all there. It's all there. Yeah. And <laughs> if you've been in on this journey with us with WandaVision or any of the other seasons we've done, go ahead and just leave a little rate and review yeah. on whatever podcast app you're on. And if it doesn't offer that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so just scroll down in the description of this episode. You can find all the links there or go to abiteofpod.com. Beautiful. All, there. all right. So let's take a look back at last week's WandaVision episode. That was episode five, which was titled on a very special episode. Mm-hmm. And it was very special because we got to see the twins age 10 years in about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about progression. Indeed. Emotionally and physically. Jeez Louise. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's interesting. So now we're seeing kids in Westview for the first time, which I don't think anybody noticed there wasn't any kids until mm. Vision pointed it out. Yeah. But the biggest thing, aside from the kids aging and Agnes breaking character, and you're seeing more and more of this reality breakdown, is Evan Peters Quicksilver showed up at the end. What's happening? We still don't know what's happening. And I think that was one of the biggest, like, what the hell? Like, you know, the Infinity Saga, the Marvel Universe has been, like, having really big moments and it ended and everything. And now this is just traversing multiverse characters playing the same character, but from different franchises. Like, this is bananas. He called Vision a popsicle. Because <laughs> he's dead. Things are happening. <laughs> So that was really the the biggest things from the last one. Remember, these episodes are like 20 minutes long. So a lot happens in a very short period of time. So those are the things we think you should know. Yeah. And they always got a his with that cliffhanger. We love it. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) Hate it. Uh, Of course, spoiler warning, we're going to be talking about the next episode of WandaVision. So if you haven't watched, pause, go watch it on Disney Plus and then come back and hit play. So let us officially take a bite of WandaVision Episode 6, all new Halloween Spectacular. And it was a Halloween Spectacular. I felt weird watching a Halloween episode in February, (laughs) like near Valentine's Day. Everything quarantine has like really just jumbled everything and this was just not helping (laughs) well yeah because like in quarantine all holidays are the same you're just inside in where you always were and maybe there's just a different decoration somewhere in your life but uh in most sitcoms you know they usually try and line up the holidays with the actual month that it's going to be airing so yeah this was jarring i didn't even think of that Mm -hmm. i always like to take a look back well, take a look at the influence of the episode. So it seems that this episode is sitting strongly in the 2000s, especially with the opening credits. It mm-hmm. feels that it's pulling very heavily from Malcolm in the Middle, which premiered in the year 2000. So Malcolm in the Middle is considered an offbeat laugh track lacking sitcom about a bizarrely dysfunctional family, the center of which is Malcolm, the middle of two brothers who still live at home. Malcolm often has a hard time coping with his family life, but he has more troubles to contend with when he starts receiving special treatment at school after being diagnosed as an intellectually advanced genius. In the series, Malcolm would often break the fourth wall and speak directly to the viewers at home, and the theme song was fast-paced with wild happenings and the closing line of Life is unfair. (laughs) I mean, it is. (laughs) Yeah, we get the opening scene of WandaVision. It pulls heavily from that. And you could tell right off the bat. It's like, oh, we're in the 2000s now. Because I think it was a little, I think a lot of people were like, oh, we're going to be in the 90s next. Because that's what I thought too. But I guess, you know, Full House ended in the 90s. So it kind of went from late 80s into the 90s so we're skipping most of the 90s or at least not being heavily 
influenced by the 90s. And now we're just in the early aughts. Yeah. And I think just like overall looking at what's going on in Westview, how things are becoming blurred, it almost feels like these decades that were so solidified uh, are now becoming blurred as well. It's like we're still moving chronologically forward or more towards present day, but things aren't as boxed as 50s, 60s, 70s. Now it's kind of like wishy-washy's 90s, 2000s. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where it goes from here because is it going to go into the future? Uh. We have three episodes left. <laughs> Next, space! Um, but in this theme song, you know, we see the opening of the family doing their daily thing of getting ready and, you know, trying to reprimand the kids. But there are lyrics of don't try to fight the chaos. Don't try to question what you've done. What if it's all an illusion? Sit back and enjoy the show. Let's keep going. So again, as always, these lyrics are always alluding to whatever the Maximoff's visions is. I don't know what their last name is, but whatever they're going through. Yeah, I think it's like one of those things where it's just like, you know what? It's crazy, guys. Just enjoy it. You know, things are going to happen that don't make sense. Just watch it. You're watching it anyway. You're this far into it. Just watch it. Or it's just talking to Vision. Vision, just chill. Yeah, okay. Just stop just trying to happy. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> You're so, not going to be happy with what you find. There was a there is a lyric that comes up whenever Pietro comes on the screen and it says, Though there may be no way of knowing who's coming by to play. And he comes up on the screen. And it's like, yeah, I, I nobody would have guessed that he would be in here. So I think it's just one of those things of like, just again. Stuff is going to happen. Watch out for it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Marvel has always been good at making all the pieces fit together. So you know it's all going to come together and end, but it's just going to be a wild ride until we get there. Oh, yeah. Easter eggs galore. So the first thing we get, we see Billy breaking the fourth wall, just Mm -hmm. like Malcolm did in Malcolm in the Middle. Mm -hmm. And it's super interesting because I think there's another layer of that, that these kids, Wanda can't control these kids. And I think at some aspect, especially Billy, since he's more like his mother as Mm -hmm. far as powers go. I think they know something's going on or they know that this is like different. Like it's not like, oh, I can talk to the camera because this is normal. (laughs) Right. Right. And he's even explaining sort of in these opening scenes that things aren't even normal at the house. Right. Mom's different. Uncle P's here. Dad's being weird. So, you know, in your, I don't know, prepubescent, pubescent years, you're like, things aren't as delightful as I once thought they were. Yeah. Life isn't fair. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Not to mention that he is donning a glorious sweatband and cape, much like the character Wiccan that he will turn into in the future. Yeah, he has the same colors, the costumes there. I was really excited to see this episode because it seems like all of these people are wearing costumes of who they are or their comic book counterparts. So seeing Scarlet Witch come down the stairs in the like iconic first time we've ever seen it scarlet witch or i guess sokovian fortune teller right <laughs> costume <laughs> i like the way that they explained it in that way and you're kind of like okay yeah i get it that makes sense but she just it, it was so cool to see it on the screen uh, it, the headpiece just fits so perfectly her hair cascading down the back oh it's one of those things where it's like a lot of times the comic book accurate costumes don't work mm-hmm. but i was like you know what that actually doesn't look bad like it if if it was done more like this is actually her costume, I think it obviously would look cooler and better. But I was like, this actually doesn't look too bad. <laughs> no. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I understand we're modernizing it. They're all wearing like leather vests and whatever, you mm. know, whatever their suits are made of. Because I guess seeing that would be would have been considered sort of quote unquote cheesy. But I thought it looked really cool. And it's nice. You know, it was kind of like, OK, well, we can take the opportunity here on a you know Halloween episode to show these costumes as they really are. Exactly, exactly. And I think it was cool that it was like who they actually are. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So obviously Uncle Uncle Pete is still there and the kids wake him up. You're really seeing that Uncle Pete is like that cool uncle and you're seeing that Tommy is really into it and Billy is just kind of like, like I... Order, guys. Order here. Yeah. There's too much chaos. Yeah, and you're and you're also seeing how different the twins are mm-hmm. as well. You know, I think uh, Tommy calls Billy a Dorcasaurus Rex. Yeah. And Billy's like, that is not a real dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. I feel so much like Billy. <laughs> I know. It's great. I, I kind of side with Billy as well. Um, and he and Tommy even says to him, well, you're scared of him. You think he's like a vampire. And when he finally does wake up, Uncle P uses his speed. He runs over to them and he says, blood is thicker than water. I'll show you, which is sort of a weird thing to say. Hey, I, I think he might be playing into it, but I have a theory. Like, I know I've been talking about Mephisto a lot, but hmm. I have another theory that I'll bring up 
as we get more clues to point out my theory, because I don't want to like spoil things later that we're going to say. So like, just keep that in mind. Keep that vampire thing Exciting. in mind. <laughs> and also, did you notice, I mean, I'm sure it's just because it's Halloween, but throughout this whole opening scene in the living room, there's like this creepy ghost skeleton mask just hanging in the background. Hmm. It freaked me out because it's just, it's almost like Scream, like the Scream mask-esque, just like staring at the screen the Ghost entire face. time. Yeah. So it's kind of just like this, you know, it's like, okay, I get it. It's Halloween. All they have is a pumpkin and then this weird costume that nobody's using. Because death surrounds Wanda. Heck yeah. I mean, she has a dead brother and a dead husband. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So now enters Vision and he is wearing the classic Vision costume. His looks worse than Wanda's. Yeah. But it still looks really funny. It looks really cool them together with those colors that are like straight from the comic book. I feel like from waist up, it looks really great. But then once you get to like the blousey, silky boxer shorts, it's another story. Yeah, he has runner shorts on. It's so (laughs) funny. And he also has pink Converse on, which I didn't notice until watching it for the second time. And I was like, one, I want those. And two, those don't go with your costume. (laughs) Get it together, Vision. Uh, and we see Uncle P's guessing. He's like, what are you, traffic light, half shot corn, a booger? And then he's like, yes. <laughs> to all of those. Yeah. yeah, we get this interesting comment because so they're planning the day. We're, we're setting up the episode and he's pretty much like, I'm going to go with the neighborhood watch because, you know, it's Halloween. We need to watch out the neighborhood, watch for these kids and stuff like that, which nobody's mentioned yet that all these kids are here. That's fine. Mm. And... Wanda is like, well, you're not supposed to. And he's like, what? Oh, you're going to admit to me that I'm supposed to be following a script that you wrote in right, my brain? Right. There was a there was a comment that he made prior to that with his costume. And she was like, oh, you dressed up. And he was like, it wasn't like there was anything else in my closet. Yeah. So she like took all his clothes out too. It's like, you are wearing what this episode needs. And I, and I feel like in this opening scene with Vision, he keeps doing this thing where he like plays into, you know, the Westview play that Wanda's created. But then also drops down to something serious. So he's like, there's nothing else in my closet. And I, you see him being disappointed. And then he says, oh, but you did this, you silly goose. Like, of course I'm going to dress up. Yeah, I feel like he's acting very much like, so he's putting on an act, especially in front of the kids, parents that are getting a divorce, but want to mm. act normal until the divorce is final in front of their kids. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, I love you. And it's like, I secretly fucking hate you. Like, yeah. You suck. <laughs> and and during this, where there is sort of this like fake fighting, fake nice, this uh, Billy looks at the screen. He says, mom and dad have, uh, have not been fighting. It's just different. Right. And and we also see Uncle P take note of him breaking the fourth wall, which is something interesting. Yeah, that is really weird. So it's, yeah. I don't know what to make of that. Like, I mean, obviously, this Pietro is, like, questionable. Yeah. I think everybody is questionable except for maybe Wanda and Vision. But, yeah, I'm and just keeping my eye on them. Not this that this has anything to do with anything, but if you haven't watched Fleabag... Yeah, you'll see that she does a lot of this fourth wall breaking. And then if a character, it's significant if a character notices that she breaks the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. I love a fourth wall break. Mm, Me too. So Vision leaves because he's going to go with the neighborhood watch. And Pietro is like, I'll I'll be the father figure for tonight. It's fine. And she's like, well, you don't have a costume. Then Pietro and Tommy now both have the same costume. They have the classic Quicksilver blue with the silver lightning bolt and the stupid ridiculous hair that i hate <laughs> i fully comics. support the hair no i hate like, yes. every time like ugh, i uh, on another podcast that i've done i've talked about quicksilver and i've talked about these people and i just can't get over his hair i'm like this is the one thing it's so weird like i just don't know why like it <laughs> it's aerodynamic what do you mean it's weird he no. has two little wings that stick up that help him slice through the air as he runs super quick no so the last thing with this scene that we'll talk about is when Pietro brings up Wanda in his childhood costume. And this is one of the weirdest things. And I think it's because this isn't real Pietro. So he was like, oh, like the costumes that mom and dad put us in, you know, were those better? And it's a flashback and it shows Wanda and Pietro, but they're dressed as Black Widow and Nick Fury, mm-hmm. which is really weird. And when it comes back to them, Wanda's like, well, that's not how I remember it. So it's like, that probably wasn't real. One, why is it Black Widow and Nick Fury? Because I feel like whoever this pitcher is has been heavily involved in like the Avengers stuff or yeah. has like been, you know what I mean? So it's like, why was it those two? And why doesn't, 
And why isn't it real? Like, yeah. Why would Pietro just do that? And he also says something like, oh, yeah, well, you probably had to suppress a lot of the trauma. Right. Which is a note to like, that's what you're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> you're not handling this well. Asshole. Yeah. All right. So the next scene we get is outside of Westview. We see the trio buttheads with Hayward. It sounded like you're calling them the trio buttheads, but the trio butts heads no, with <laughs> They're not buttheads. I love them. Darcy, Monica, and Jimmy. And this is right after Wanda came back in from being outside the hex. So we're seeing that like time for her inside of Westview is a little different than outside because they're literally coming in oh, from yeah. being out there. Like they're bringing in the missile. So it's October now. <laughs> Yeah, in Westview, and I think outside of Westview, it's just still the same day. Right, so. totally. <laughs> it's really funny. There's an argument that Monica and Hayward mainly have, and Monica's like, we don't know what's going to happen inside or outside of Westview if you take her out. And Hayward's just like, kill her. I don't care. She needs to die. She's a threat. Look what's happening, which is like, uh, yeah, she has hostages and stuff like that, but just chill. Hayward doesn't like care at all about her. I think he just wants Vision's body. Yeah. Something's going on with him and Vision, uh, and he just wants to use whatever force he has to to get in there and get it. And he doesn't care who he's taking down. Yeah. And Monica's like, no, 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 no. You have to understand that if Wanda created the problem, Wanda's going to be the one that will be the solution. I agree. And he's like, murder her! Yeah, I mean, she's she is good. I mean, at the base of it, she was an Avenger or is an Avenger still, so... Give her the benefit of the doubt, Stop dick. holding Lagos against her. Yeah, I love this line that Monica said. She's like, stop using the last five years as, as an excuse to be a coward. Because he does seem very paranoid. He does seem very like everything's a threat. Every We need to just destroy it right away. That's why he's changing sword into more of a weapons mm-hmm. manufacturing unit. Yeah, he, she's like, don't be a coward. So what does he do? He goes for another low blow. Yeah, he was like, he's <laughs> he said, it was good that you weren't around when your mother died because you don't have the stomach. How? Why? What is... Why? Thus solidifying his role as the piece of shit of the season. He's such an A-word. asshole. Like, if I... He's not... Even if he's not the villain, he is a bad guy. Yeah. Like, he's awful. He's just an insecure POS. You know what I mean? That needs to use brute force to get whatever he needs. But I will say, can you not see this fight happening all over the world? It's like, well, you don't know what the last five years have been like. Oh, my God. And then the person who returned being like, don't use the blip against me. Well, yeah. I mean, that's not fair one because they were there and then they weren't. No time went by for them. You don't know what it was like to be gone for five years and not know what it was like to be gone. Yeah, it's so stupid. Stupid excuse. I don't like it. So what does Hayward do? He's like, you know what? I'm tired of these, you three. I don't even know what you're doing here. You're gone. Get Harry, Ron, and Hermione out of here. Yeah, kick him out of here. So as they're being escorted out, Jimmy and Monica take out the guys that are trying to kick them out of here. And (laughs) Darcy being Darcy, she was like, why didn't anybody tell me the plan? It's like, I don't think you would have really helped in that situation anyway, Darcy. Like, it was good that they just did it. I, they knew, like, as Jimmy was, like, doing it, Monica was like, okay, we're doing this. And Darcy was like, <laughs> ah, Greta computers. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But I just love this quick turnaround. They walk them, like, five feet off base. And they're like, hiya, hiya. And then they, like, grab some sword uniforms and march right back in. Exactly. They ain't done. They ain't done with their stuff. So back in Westview, Wanda, Pietro, and the kids are fully trick-or-treating at this point. And Wanda starts testing Pietro, mm-hmm. like, nonchalantly. You know, like... You know, why do you look different? Remember that kid who had skin tags in the orphanage? What was his name again? So it, it is interesting. He's not answering any of the questions. It's becoming increasingly clear that something's weird. Like, if he is Pietro or something, or he, know, like, he knows her in some way, he's hiding something. Because it's one of those things, you ask the person the question, it's like, well, what do you think about it? It's like, that's that's not answering my question. Yeah. And like, also, it's like one of those things where he read like a three-page dossier on who Pietro is. And he's like, okay, I got the overview. Okay, grew up in Sokovia. We're orphans. Dressed up as Nick Fury one year. Uh, dead. All right, got it. And then she's like asking him more specific questions. And he's like, um, look over there. Yeah. He's like, are you testing me? So it's like, he yes. knows. Yeah, she is, obviously. But he knows that what she's doing and she knows what he's doing. But it's like... Why are you keeping up this act with each other? 
You know what I mean? I, I feel like maybe she's like, maybe it is Pietro, but something mm. weird has happened or maybe not. Who knows? If you know what I know, but don't know what I know, and then you tell me what you tell me, and then there's that thing that happened that you don't know anymore, but what happened really? It's very bad. What? Exactly. <laughs> so then we see Herb. Herb hey, has been gone Herb's for like back. an episode, and I was super happy to see him. He's just as Frankenstein. I don't know what that means with him, but he's Frankenstein. It's alive. And this is where we find out that Vision lied to Wanda, that he wasn't actually part of the Neighborhood Watch Brigade tonight, and he's off doing his own thing. But it's like, how does that feel, Wanda? How does that feel to be lied to? Do you like it? No. No. (laughs) So uh, maybe don't. She's like, no. And then we get this short little, like one of the last things for this part is we get this kick-ass thing and like wanda says kick ass again and it's just i i'm pretty sure it's just a reference to the original quicksilver and this quicksilver they were in the kick ass movie together that's all that was yeah and we also have you know so basically uncle p takes the boys and they're sort of causing trouble all around town silly stringing people stealing candy whatever else um and then you know, Wanda's kind of processing all of this. And then Herb looks at her and says, is there something I can do for you, Wanda? Do you want something changed? They so, know. Yeah. So again, we see this break of whatever's happening, whatever hold, you know, it seems like the hold was much more concrete in the beginning of all this when there was less people, a smaller town. But now as things are expanding, more characters are coming into her life. There's a break there in between whatever trance she has on these people and the real world that they know exists. Or if she's the one that has a trance on the people. Okay, he's saying theories <laughs> right now. Well, I mean, also true. And, and we don't know. We we still don't really know what's going on. Right. She knows that she's part of this, but doesn't really know much more than that, I would say. Yeah, I mean, she's, she has said multiple times, I don't know when this happened. I don't, it's not me that's doing everything. So it's like, I think we do have to listen to that. Or this whole thing's a lie and everything we're seeing is not really true. Or it's all a dream. No, I I can't. (laughs) So next scene, we see Vision walking in like an unseen part so far of Westview. It's very much like less houses, but there's still people running around. But the residents are like glitching. Yeah, it almost seems like they're like animatronic robots rather than actual human civilians. So whatever, whoever's programming this Westview, the further you are, the further away you either are from Wanda or from the center of town, the less you're really part of the storyline. So you're just a background player. So these people are just continually making the same motion, putting up Halloween decorations. Right. And she's crying. This one woman has a tear come down her face. I mean, drama. Jeez. Get over it. Oh, my God. You're going to be so buff. That one arm. <laughs> Biceps. Oh, no. Killing it. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for the her the husband or the guy that's behind her just keeps picking up. The thing of putting it down is like, geez, you need a brace. The back pain. I mean, I know back pain. And I know that he, after doing that 13,000 times, is going to be, it looks like he's lifting with his back. And he shouldn't be. He should be lifting with his legs. Number one rule. (laughs) I don't think he really has a choice in anything at this moment. (laughs) And I don't think whoever's controlling them is concerned about backs. (laughs) True. So we get the commercial for this episode. And it's a claymation commercial, which is very in with the times. Yes. I don't like them. They typically are creepy. Claymation kind of freaks me out. Just thinking about like this, none of this is real. And it's somebody like literally moving every single second of this person. It's like terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I'm weird. Anyway. <laughs> just All right, people. He doesn't like clay. I okay. No. Get over it. Aliens, clay. Deal with it. Not here for it. Clay, clay aliens? aliens? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so we see this kid and he's on this like little deserted island and this shark comes out of the water and offers him yogurt sustenance yeah and it's called yo magic yogurt which gogurt gross <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my little spiel on that so he gives it to him but then leaves and doesn't open it for the kid and the kid's trying to open it and he can't open it and time keeps going by and he's dead he's a skeleton by the end of it yeah it's pretty gruesome talk about creepy kids but um, I also agree that um, I was never a fan of yogurt as a child. So this is hitting on so many levels of my past of making me feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking mascots, shoving yogurt in my face, can't get that dang tab open. What am I supposed to do at lunchtime? 
<laughs> but in the end, uh, the snack itself is called Yo Magic, the snack for survivors. So what I think this is, I think a lot of people were confused by this one. I think it's multi-layered and some of it will be more clear in the end when we find out more things. Mm. But this kind of goes into my theory of a lot of different things with what's happening, especially the big bad. So I think that like the kid is supposed to be Wanda after Vision's death. Like this is her overcoming it or, you know, her after Endgame mm. or like after all the dust is settled and she's alone and by herself and doesn't know what to do. And then what brings us to current Wanda or whatever's happening in the hex, somebody offers her something. Ah. And it's like, here you go. You can use this, but she's not. She can't fully, you know what I mean? She can't yeah. open it. She can't fully you know, so that's what she I'm can't thinking. can't grasp what's really happening. Exactly. But it's also like whatever this is and like it's like snacking in your magic. There is this villain in Marvel called Nightmare, mm. which feeds off of stuff like that. I'm thinking that if it's not Mephisto, it could also be Nightmare. Well, he does say something. When the shark first comes out of the water, he says something along the lines of, I ate up all your magic. Here, you want a yogurt or whatever? I mean, that's not verbatim, but right. he says something like, I ate your magic. So that's super interesting that there is... Um, a villain that does that. Is there a shark villain? I think is a better question. Well, in DC, I know there is. I'm pretty sure there is a Marvel. But... Oh, that's right. Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> King Shark. King Shark. So there is a, there's a line that in the beginning when Tommy and Billy are going to wake up Pietro, you think he's a vampire. So it's interesting that he's also like vampire, energy sucking. Right. Pietro. Right. This dude sounds a lot like Pietro, the shark, how he talks. I don't know. I'm probably theorizing out of my ass here, but. Well, that's what they want. They want us to go bananas. Guess at everything. But anyway, that's my theory for this commercial. I could be very wrong, but I feel like it. most of these commercials have dealt with something in Wanda's life. Mm-hmm. So it could be this is her being lonely and by herself after Vision's death and after the dust settled in Endgame. So. Absolutely. Well, now that we've heard from Wanda's sponsor, let us take a listen to one of our sponsors. Bow, bow, bow. Do you have cabin fever from being in quarantine? Or maybe that new neighbor has messed with your mind and trapped you in a hexagon-shaped anomaly. Either way, if you need a release, why not join the Abide of Patreon? Look at Christian. He made it his mission to be a patron. Head on over to abideofpod.com for more information. Welcome back from that commercial break. Now we're back into Westview. It's nighttime now, and Wanda and Pietro are catching up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how mom and dad would have liked this, and what happened to your accent, what happened to yours. They're questioning each other a lot in this episode. And Pietro basically is like, well, look, I'm here. I'm causing trouble. I'm talking to the family. I'm visiting. I'm doing this. He's like, that's what you wanted, isn't it? And it's interesting because he like he basically like shares the plot point for any like sort of bad boy visiting relative in a sitcom it's like they show up they cause trouble they make mischief happen with the kids and then they're like all right bye guys like that's it and he's like that's how you wrote me i'm doing exactly what you wanted exactly which is interesting because it's like he's obviously breaking character a little bit but he's also playing the character do they know the character they're supposed to play but they're able to break it or like is it downloaded into their head the script like, you know? yeah and, and I feel like um, Pietro is more along the lines of Billy and Tommy where they're living in this world but but she doesn't necessarily control them 100% right especially in that beginning scene when we saw him also sort of notice that Billy was breaking the fourth wall they seem to be a little more uh, autonomous hmm. you know f- from from her yeah, I think the only thing that makes it like more terrifying is that whoever this pitcher is knows what's going on and has a motive for doing Very it. Very true. The kids are just living their life. Right. They're like, this is what life is. Yeah. And in this scene, you know, so it's sort of gone to nighttime now. They're in the middle of time of Times Square, of the town square. And we, which I'm convinced is Stars Hollow, the oh set my God. It from is. Gilbert Girls with the gazebo and the big buildings and also the hay maze. Remember the big episode with the hay maze? Yeah. Um, but in the, on the theater, there's two movies playing mm-hmm. and it's the Incredibles and the parent trap. So the Incredibles obviously is a Pixar film that came out in 2004 about a superhero family that wear, you know, great costumes. And the parent trap had two iterations. There was one that came out in 61 and one that came out in 98. 
Obviously, it's a Lindsay Lohan one, just from the time period. Well, what, what I think is interesting is in The Incredibles and thinking about it, do you remember in The Incredibles, in the beginning of that movie, there was a whole black and white sequence looking at their past? Oh, yeah. And then it became modern. Yeah. And then with The Parent Trap, there was one that existed in the 60s, which was older, and then there was a more modern one. Ah. And so we're seeing in WandaVision them moving through the same timeline of black and white, something older, something a little more twee, to something more modern and a little, like, darker. You looked way more into that than I did. I was like, superhero family, got it. Twins, got it. (laughs) I mean, also that. As we're seeing with everything, there's so many layers to all of this. It's like, take it as you will. Do you want to take it as top level and enjoy the dysfunction, or do you want to dig a little deeper? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm always fine with digging a little deeper. So at this point, too, the biggest thing is Tommy's powers manifest. Yes. And they're just like his uncle, which is weird because... It's just weird. <laughs> and if you think about it, though, right? I'm sorry. I'm going back to The Incredibles. The two kids in The Incredibles, right? We have a speedster mm-hmm. and someone that can create force fields with magic. Mm-hmm. So it's just like Billy and Tommy. Hey, Tommy's powers haven't manifest yet. Stop skipping in the episode. I'm just saying. <laughs> just looking at it from a general point of view. And also, in The Parent Trap, uh, oh you know, <laughs> fa- families from different countries and stuff. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the parent trap. <laughs> a little swibbity swap of the Pietros. You know what I mean? There's a there's a swap of the the two girls, and there's a swap of the Pietros. Okay, that makes sense. I did it. And now you related it to something Woo-hoo! that I think. Is <laughs> Finally. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Tommy's powers manifest. Super big moment for him. He has super speed. Great. Awesome. Now we're outside of Westview again. This. These last ending moments of this episode kind of go back and forth between outside and inside. So we'll make sure to say inside and outside of Westview just so you could keep track with us. So at this point, outside of Westview, the trio sneak back into a tent to get more info. Darcy wants to hack into the network. So there's three things that they find out here that I pretty much just wanted to make sure that we talk about. So Hayward is tracking Vision, not Mm -hmm. Wanda. Obviously, he has vibranium. We know that he wants Vision's body back because it was at a S.W.O.R.D. headquarters facility. Then he can see inside of Westview and didn't tell anybody. Right. Sneaky, sneaky. Don't like it. No. The residents near the edge of town aren't really moving, as we saw from Vision's perspective. So that is interesting. It it seems like Wanda's probably in the central part of town, near the square. And the further out you go, the more that it's just, I mean, the the power line just really isn't reaching those people. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I just need my immediate family to believe what's going on. Right. And if they're in this vicinity here in the main town, that's great. I'm not expecting anybody to go any further. Right. He could also walk to work, so he wasn't ever too far from her. So, I mean, she had it planned out, but I don't think she ever expected him to go off script and be like, you know, I'm just going to take a little walkabout. (laughs) Beep, boop, boop. (laughs) So... Now, we're back in Westview at this point, and Vision is still doing his little walkabout, and everyone around him now is frozen. They're not even glitching. They're just frozen in place. And so he he talks to people. He's like, are these your children? Aren't you talking to me? Absolutely no response. No response at all. Everybody's just frozen in place. At least they have their costumes on. So, like, they were moving at one point, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, they're in theme. Right. And at this point, Vision changes into real Vision in his Mm. normal costume. Flies up to the air to survey the town and sees a car, goes down to it, and it's Agnes sitting in the car looking for the town square. Yeah. You're way off track, girl. You're like literally at the edge of town, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And he's like, um, hey, girl, <laughs> what's up? And she's like, town square scare. Where is it? Took a wrong turn, got lost. And he's like, you've lived here your whole life and you don't know where the town square is? I don't believe anything that she's saying. You're saying she's playing... She's playing Vision right now. Yeah, because how is she able to move? Right. She's literally at the edge. Very good point. If all these other people aren't literally aren't moving and responding, and he goes further from where he was to the literal edge of the hex, and she's able to talk and say, no, I don't. And like have mm-hmm. a conversation with him. Like it's like a call and response thing. It's not like she's just saying one thing over and over right. again. Right. It's not like she's delusional. Yeah, exactly. No. And let's also not forget to mention that she's dressed like a witch. Yeah. You know, so we're seeing everybody dress as who's who they truly are, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Quicksilver, and then we have Agnes dressed as a witch, Agatha Harkness, also a witch. Do you see what's happening here? Okie dokie. I mean, we're just at this point we're waiting for her to reveal herself. If she's not I mean, this would be the biggest play of like the century if she's no one. I I won't I would not put it past them 
to have all of the like literally confused not confused but like bait everybody into like specific like you think it's this person you think it's this person like let's think it's mephisto really it's nightmare the whole time (laughs) really it's not agatha harkness it's some other person or she actually was just agnes the whole time right so like i would not put it past them i feel like even if that happens it would be kind of disappointing but like Good job, guys. You sure. fooled everybody. Yeah, we'd, de- we'd be disappointed as a viewer, but then we'd have to give it up to them. Right. For leading us on the entire time. And at this point, Vision is like, you know what? I'm just going to wake her up. I'm going to do like my little mind finger thing. And he wakes her up and she doesn't. So we saw Norm when he did it, freaking out immediately like, where's my sister? Where's my father? Agnes didn't really have that response. Like she's she's like, am I dead? Mm. And he's like, well, why would you say that? And she's like, because you are. So it's not like she's like wanting to get out. She didn't get out of the car. She doesn't like want to know what's happening. She kind of did a little bit of that, but it's more of like you're an Avenger. Right. You're dead. It's, it's like, oh, what's happening here? Like it's antagonizing him. Well, right. Whereas Norm was about his life. She centers all of it on vision. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're an Avenger. You're here to save us. Don't you know this? Don't you know that? And he's like, I don't know. What the fuck you're talking what about? What an Avenger is. He's like, yeah, yeah, I envision, but all the other stuff, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She she acts more calm and a little creepy. It doesn't seem like she's under any spell. Yeah. And then she's like, dead, 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 dead. Yeah, he's like, yeah, okay, shut up. Like, what? Stop screaming. Someone make the remix of Agnes saying dead. No. And then cackling at the end. No. Voguing. Yeah. And that's also a weird point. She laughs. Like, it's so weird. Like, I don't know if maybe... She's been in there so long that she's going going insane, but like, mm. I don't know. I don't buy it. So he like reminds her, yeah. get it? He like touches oh. her head and he like reminds her to play her role again. And then she's like, okie dokie neighbor and just leaves. Happy Halloweeny. Yeah. <laughs> she also does say all is lost. Whoopsies. Wow. Did you notice also that he's at a literal crossroads? See you at the crossroads so you won't be lonely. You usually make a deal with the devil at the crossroads. So uh, yeah. I mean, devil's in the details. Just oh, saying. oh my God. <laughs> Devil's six, a uh, half a dozen none in the hand. All right. So back outside of Westview, we're back with the trio. Monica is saying that she's going to meet her, her guy, which I'm hoping is the aerospace engineer that we've talked about and she's mentioned before. And hopefully it's somebody that we know and is a big part of the MCU going forward. <laughs> and, and Darcy's like, okay, that sounds all really great. But um, Hayward has your blood work uh, and you can't go back in there because you're being changed on a molecular level. I mean, she's getting powers, guys. Yeah. Powers. It's going to happen. Yeah, I she... mean, how sick would it be if in the end she gets her powers and is part of the reason they get Wanda to safety or whatever happens? Or she has to fight Wanda. Oh, no. Yeah. Red wiggly woos versus light streams. <laughs> I don't I don't know if she'll get her powers in this one. She might show it a little bit, but I think it's going to be more focused on Wanda and they're going to save that for like Captain Marvel 2 Ooh. type stuff. That's what I feel like personally. So... At this point, they're like, okay, we're going to go meet him. Darcy's like, I'm going to stay back. I need to, there's more stuff that I need to figure out. I haven't broken all the firewalls. Right. So now, next scene, back in Westview. They're in the town square. And again, we're getting these weird conversations with Pietro and Wanda. And he was like, hey, where were you hiding all these kids at? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, oh, I get it. You know, you didn't want to traumatize them. So you just kept them sleeping in bed for a while. But uh, wow, this is really impressive. How did you even do all this? He's like, I'm not a stranger. Look, I'm not your husband. You can talk to me. Mm -hmm. Tell me all of your information. Leak everything you've been hiding to me, your brother. Lies. Total lies. Mm -hmm. And she says to him, I don't know how I did it. I only remember feeling completely alone, empty, just endless nothingness. So if that's her grief or the nightmare she's being held in <laughs> right. or whatever, it that's all she remembers. Maybe he's nightmare. Maybe he is Mephisto. Who is he? It would be weird if he was directly involved with all of this or maybe he's just like leeching onto it because he saw it was happening. The fact that he's like asking how it's working or trying to get information, maybe he's not as big a bad as I thought he was or all these people are theorizing because it's like, why is he asking this? I feel like... He might be an informant for Hayward. No. Because how? How does Hayward know all the stuff that's going on inside of there? How did he figure out how to track vision? How did he figure out how to see how many people are in there? If, like you're saying, if Pietro isn't the big bad, how is he, like, why is he asking all of these questions? He's trying to get information from her. He's trying to figure stuff out. I feel like he 
might be connected to Hayward. No, I don't want it to be related back to Hayward. I just want him to be an asshole and then <laughs> there's another villain. Like, because I don't want him to continue to be around. That's <laughs> what okay. I'm saying. So. But we also get this image of another dead body that just like shows up out of nowhere. We see shot up Pietro. Yeah. Which, knock it off. Not knock cool. it. Wanda, stop it. And But we're seeing too that it's like, I don't think that's like literally what they look like. But that's what she's seeing. Like, it's like more of the realization of her grief or like reality. You know, in typical movies, they see the ghost of somebody or they see their guilt. It's not really there, but it's like their mind playing tricks on them. It's like for that moment, whenever she's trying to process something or things get too heavy, the magic is broken. Mm -hmm. The spell that's on her. And she remembers who they really are Mm -hmm. and what has really happened to them. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Back outside of Westview, things are going to be moving really fast at this point. We're coming to the close of the episode. So Darcy finds a file that says cataract and emails it to Jimmy. Don't know what it is, but that was probably the thing she was trying to get inside the firewall. And if you want to email Jimmy Wu, it's James underscore Wu at FBI.gov. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm like, I'm curious if the FBI emails are like that. Like, if you knew somebody in the FBI, you could just do their first, first name underscore, underscore <laughs> at FBI. And it's like, you just email them. Be like, hey, bro. <laughs> For me, one of the biggest uh, surprises was that his name isn't Jimmy Legally. It's James. Yeah, that was disappointing. <laughs> this is the most disappointing thing about this show. It's like, his name's not Jimmy. It's James. So at this point, Darcy also sees that Vision's making his way to the border. Mm. All hell starts breaking loose. Hayward goes to the border because they obviously can tell that Vision's coming through or something's coming through. And we see Vision get through the border, and now it's like confirmation that he can't survive outside of the hex. Mm. Because pieces of him start flying back into it. He's deteriorating. He's not able to even stand up. Like, it's not nice to see. It's a pretty upsetting scene because you're really rooting for this guy. He's really one of the biggest victims. Not, I'm saying, necessarily because of Wanda, but like... He has no idea what's going on. Like He's, he's like just, the most brainwashed out of all of them. He wants to just figure out and help these people. Yeah. Like At the base of it, he's still an Avenger. He's still Jarvis. He still wants to help. His programming is like, save. Exactly. Yeah, be a hero. <laughs> and he starts getting pulled back into it. He's deteriorating a lot. And fucking Hayward's not doing anything. Darcy comes out, sees what's happening. She runs over. She's like, why aren't you guys helping him? What's wrong with you? It's like, really, Darcy? They're not really... They don't care. Just sneak over. Don't, stop yeah. yelling. Stop yelling, Darcy. Darcy, you were kicked out. No, no, no. So what happens? They handcuff her to a car. Yeah. And oh. as Vision's dying, we see Billy inside of Westview. He's sensing something's happening to Vision, something happening to his dad. So now we're seeing his powers really manifest here. And they're a lot like Wanda's. Because if you remember from Age of Ultron, she sensed when her brother died, Mm. and now he's sensing when his dad is dying. Right. But it's also kind of fucked up that Wanda wasn't sensing that Vision was dying. She's dealing with Uncle P. (laughs) But Billy really is a daddy's boy. Oh, we love Billy with his little... You remember from the whenever she was pregnant, like he was kissing her belly, and he's like, I can't wait to meet you, Billy. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) He's his little William Shakespeare. (laughs) It's so cute. So he he goes over to Wanda and he's like, dad's in trouble. She's asking him, what do you see? And Uncle P says, hey, don't sweat it, sis. It's not like your dead husband can die twice. Bitch. And so she blasts him into some tombstones, which is pretty bitchin'. I wonder how this is going to play out now. Like, is it is he just going to see it? Is he going to try to play it off like, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that? Or like, is she going to not trust him from here on out? Shoot him outside of the hex. Yeah, just like you should have went a little further with that. Yeah. So we see now full-on Scarlet Witch, amazing power. She freezes everybody, and she starts expanding the hex, which is bonkers. The whole hex turns red again. It starts expanding. Everything that it touches or goes through changes with whatever the time is. Vision gets back on the other side. He seems Mm fine-ish. And I do want to point out, too, that Vision, when he turned into the Vision we know— his colors were muted. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't really like his cape is usually that golden yellow. Iridescence. Everything was kind of just muted a bit, which yeah. is I think is interesting. So I don't know if what that has. To, I mean, he's dead. So I guess that has what to do with that. Yeah. And also he I mean, he knows his 
he knows what his original look is, but things are sort of fading. Things are getting mm-hmm. more confusing. So he's just, oh, you know, like his mind is just affecting his physical capabilities. It's just a lot. <laughs> he's a mess. He's dealing with a lot. The Hex gets a new resident, Darcy. Yay! She gets through it. I mean, I hope she's going to be okay, but I'm super excited to see who she's going to be and what she's going to play yeah. in this. Because I know a lot of people, and it's been said many times, but if she is not her character from Two Broke Girls, <laughs> in that diner outfit like come on it goes with the times like she could just be in a diner at this point <laughs> well that whole area you know that sort of quote-unquote circus of the sword you know camp that was there turns into a little circus so we see their helicopters become hot air balloons their armored vans become food trucks the actual sword agents become clowns and yeah because they're clowns yeah they're clowns so it's all a play on words of what wanda thinks of this whole encampment outside of the hex and now they're what I think is interesting is that because they're not from Westview, they don't become Westview citizens. They become some other entity of foolishness. Oh, interesting. I didn't. Yeah. They're like a traveling circus. Yeah. They're foreigners. Yeah. So she, this is always how she's able to make sense of these people arriving. Mm-hmm. Because remember when Geraldine came, <laughs> she lost control of that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. We go back to Wanda and she has her glowing red eyes and. Please stand by comes on the screen, which I fucking hate every single time because cliffhangers always at the end of every episode. (laughs) I mean, the editing on this of of Wanda's editing of this WandaVision within this Marvel universe must have been real heavy. (laughs) Because, I mean, she's trying to stop her brother from saying stuff. She's trying to stop her husband from dying on the outskirts of town. A lot is happening for Wanda to handle. Dealing with two growing kids. Oh, my God. Billy and Tommy, they're having a sugar rush right now. It's crazy. They have powers. What's happening to them? Agnes is cackling. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. So, okay, theories. Oh. So I just wanted to spend a little tiny, itty bitty time on theories. So if Monica is getting powers from going in and out of the hex, you know, Wanda's obviously rewriting things. She has the ability to do that. Whoever this Petro is has super speed. Was it because he's Petro and that's what he has? Kids are getting powers. So I know everybody's talking about, well, maybe this is an excuse for the X-Men, the mutants to come into it. I could see it happening with what we just saw with the Hex. So I don't think everybody's going to get powers that go into the Hex, but people that have the X gene Mm. might get powers after they come out of it or in it. And that's if she expands it around the entire thing, because I could see her at one point being like, I can't. Like, there's too many forces on the outside trying to take this over. Let me just change the whole world into, like, what I think it should be. You know? Yeah. I feel like that could happen. Instead of, you know, the whisper of no more mutants, it's everybody's mutants. Yeah. All the mutants. Yes. (laughs) Everybody gonna be mutants. Yeah, I could see that happening. So, I mean, that's a big one that I have. And, I, I mean, there's so many more questions at this point. And I feel like what was, in looking at this, you know, in the past of the whole MCU, it 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 very much followed a linear storyline that we saw play out in the comic books, right? Of the whole Infinity Gauntlet and how people became the Avengers and all this stuff. This series is completely original Mm -hmm. and can completely rewrite anything. We're going into a new phase also. So, I mean, I think anything is possible at this point. Absolutely. So, however she spreads her hex magic or whatever, she could change the entire outcome of or, or direction of the universe. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I mean, it's supposed to lead into Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be MCU wide. Whatever t- happens. They're basically telling us with the title. There, there are going to be multiple universes. Of madness. Of madness. Jeez. Craziness. Yeah. So let us know what you think is going to happen or your theories because we love to hear them. Join us on our Discord. We have a WandaVision chat on there. I got to hear them. I'm super interested in wondering what everybody else thinks mm-hmm. and what little nuggets of knowledge they all have that they can apply to this. So that's exciting to see before we go. Here we go. Special <laughs> segment. Mystery Marvel. Oh, that was short. It's a short one. It's a short one. You know, I go with how I feel. So I've decided to go with a creepy sort of character for this Halloween episode that we had today. Fun. We have a leather-clad punk vampire guy superhero named morbius oh yeah 
So this came out in 1992. His real name is Michael Morbius. His first appearance was in... <laughs> just so happened. That I mean, his real name is Michael Morbius. Yeah, way to make your alias your last name. You got to do what you got to do. I can't remember another name. <laughs> I'm just going just gonna to shorten it. I'm going to be like, share. So his first appearance was in The Amazing Spider-Man number 101, which came out in October 1971. Just a little bit about his stats, as we all know. Out of seven, his two highest stats are at a level three, which are strength and intelligence. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, and his two lowest ones at a one are energy projection and mental powers. But he's not really like a telekinesis kind of guy. No, but he's supposed to be like a scientist or like a doctor. So that sucks that his like, intelligence is that's so low. a very good point. <laughs> so here's his little bio. Desperately searching for a cure for a fatal blood disease, Nobel Prize winning biologist Dr. Michael Morbius succeeded, but at a terrible price. To his horror, he found himself transformed into a living vampire driven to drink human blood to survive. Now, having sworn to never again drink the blood of innocent victims, he prowls the night, stalking the guilty to slake his inhuman thirst. Ugh, so weird. And the quote? Yay, there's a quote. If I must drink blood, let it be the blood of the corrupt, of those who deserve to die. Okay, well, that wasn't as hopeful as I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, just as like a little tidbit, he was in the amazing, he was in the animated Spider-Man show, and they changed him a little bit, and he had hand suck, like hand suckers Uh, on his hands, and he would absorb like, it was like blood, but it was black, so it wasn't really blood, it was plasma. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because they couldn't say it was blood, and I think, yeah, they thought kids were so stupid that they're like, plasma, that's not blood, even though plasma's in blood. Yeah, Jared Leto's playing him in the movie that's coming out. Oh, get out of here. This year. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, I, I'll watch it, but I'm not like super excited for it. Well, I hope that Jared Leto has this slick back giant quaff and this metal chain link belt. That yeah, his wearing. face looks gross. Yeah, this is, I mean, the character itself is pretty gnarly. He's got like really long fingernails too. This poor guy's got a lot going on. He was just trying to, you know, deal with some sort of blood disease and now he's a vampire. I mean, so it goes in the Marvel Universe. Apparently. Ugh. All right. Well, see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye. (laughs) 